Welcome back to the Republic of Arsenal. Um, we're on the late shift again tonight, Dave. So uh, we're going to crack away into this. I'm just going to get the intros done. So uh, I'm here with Dave, out and out, Gunnar. Dave, uh, cheers for staying awake just to give me my fix of, of Arsenal for another night. Arsenal chat. Yeah, look, as we always say, we're, two of us are suckers for punishment all the time. So <laughs> someone has to do the night shift, so we, we'll do it. And then there'll be someone else in the next night. Yeah, be great to have a chat and get over the defeat. I haven't had to get on to or been on anything yet. So hopefully now I'll get my fix. And then if look, if we if things get too bad, we can always give Farhan a ring and, and see what he's up to. He'll, <laughs> he'll make sure we're okay. 100% and uh, yeah look I, I had you in mind because um, I, I did go live last night after the game had a, had a fairly big panel on and you weren't able to make it so look mm. I, I couldn't I couldn't rest easy another night knowing that you didn't get to, to rant about this Arteta formational um, disaster class I'm going to call it um, but we will crack away into that just before we do, I want to say big up to everybody who's in the chat. We have a couple of people here watching. And if you haven't subscribed already, please do. Boom. Also, do not forget to hit that like button. And yeah, look, Twitter handles down below. You can follow both of us. Uh, so big shout out. Um, I'm literally just off of um, just off of a channel. Big shout out to the guys over Cannon Chatter. We've got uh, we got G in the house. Um, myself and G went head to head. We had a, a, a really good. Um, you know, we did a really good quiz. Um, it, it was yeah. It was looking a bit ropey for a while. They they uh, Stephen was was throwing out the questions to us, and uh, I thought it was it was going to be. Uh, I had described it as one of those. You know when you you have one of those penalty shootouts and both teams miss all five of their penalties <laughs> it just basically goes to whoever scores the next goal is going to win i thought it was going to be one of those nights um i i think i was a little bit uh, being the guest i think the i think he looked after me a little bit i think uh, i think g yeah. might be looking for for var to get involved and review some of them questions they were a little bit yeah <laughs> a little bit kind but let's just put it that way so big shout out g is here big shout out to morris gp productions uh yeah, Morris, I'm looking forward to uh, I've seen the thumbnail for your your recent uh, interview. I'm definitely looking forward to checking that one out. Uh, if you know, you know. Big shout out to Lottie. Lottie's here as well. 
yeah, we don't have Lottie running around the Emirates for us this time, but uh, no, there's a bit calmer um, today, yeah, 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 that's it. So she can, Lottie, you can chill, you can just you can relax and just you know, listen, listen to us talk bollocks basically. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, big shout out to everybody. Uh, as I said, smash that like button, and uh, Dave, look, we're gonna get into this so. But basically what we're going to do is, as I said, I know you need your your fix of uh, therapy, that Villarreal game. So we're going to talk on that Villarreal game. We're going to talk Newcastle. But first of all, um, a pretty important thing that I definitely think we have to mention is the the online abuse campaign that's, that's going on at the minute. Um, and I know, look, people probably sitting here and there's people sitting here online right now watching us and, and we're currently streaming online. And again, this was put to me um, on Canon Chatter by Stephen. You know, we kind of asked my my thoughts about it. Um, mm. I, I'm basically, I, I'll start off. I'll ask your feeling about it. You know, how how much of an impact do you think this is going to have? This is like a three day online blackout, and I know Arsenal have got involved. Do you think this is going to make much of a difference? Do you, do you think it's going to have the required impact? The impact that they're hoping it'll have. I don't really, to be honest. Look, you you can see kind of the thought behind it, and look, a gesture in a stand has to be made at some point. Um, look, unfortunately, I don't I don't see it doing a, I don't see it doing a whole pile. You know, the blackout. There's just going to be people still on social media, but I suppose the point of it is 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 because of the amount of abuse that's going on between racism, direct abuse at players, and threatening behavior threatening players families the the just the type of thing that's going on every day as you see like players and you can see in rights even it, that did you see that clip of that interview with alan Shearer he done like it's yeah. hor- hor- horrible to horrible to watch yeah but i'm um, just kind of seeing a man like having to go through that and every day you know waking up in the morning looking at your phone and you're, you don't know what you're going to see and you're half expecting to see some, just abuse purely like yeah like waking up every morning having to imagine like you waking up out of bed in the morning and there you look at your phone and you just have, have messages of just abuse and after a game players can't go online if they lose because it's just it's abuse look it isn't it's it's a nice gesture um look as uh, marla says look it is a good stance but i don't unfortunately i don't see it doing a whole pile as far as it goes the 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 impetus is on the social media companies to just do something to stop these accounts being made and and just put a stop to once and for all i remember seeing recently an account it was literally just made within obviously the same day just a load of abuse and tweeting and under something and then the account was gone then a half an hour later you can report it but what's to stop that person from making they're just going to go on and make another account come back do the same thing again you even see it and here with people and uh in the comments you'd have someone commenting in they're they're going uh you you kick them off and they're coming back on a new account a couple of minutes later and they're like oh you, i remember i've been on a chat with someone I'm, i don't think it was yours but they're like um oh you can't stop me because i have so many different accounts so i'm just going to keep coming back spamming the chat and whatever like so it's just it, it has to be i know people are saying oh 
you have people that kind of like being anonymous on on social media and they kind of find it a way to kind of express their feelings a little bit better look i do get that side of it but you can set up an account you give your id but you don't actually have to give your name your id is on file from for security purposes and then you could call yourself look as out now gunner i am you for republic of arsenal you can call yourself republic of arsenal no one's going to know that that's entity behind that account you know so there is there is ways of going about it look as the clubs and it's good that everyone got together and they're trying to do something but it, unfortunately it's not going to stop until the social media for our platforms decide look we have to put a stop to it and unless you do maybe something with ip addresses look i'm not that high up tech heavier that maybe you could if you don't have want people or don't want to give secure or give your personal details or your identification or whatever maybe put up some form of a block on that ip address that when that ip address is linked to one account that they can't make another or something like that so um yes again as i say a good gesture but no unfortunately it's not going to make a difference at the moment um that's just how it is I think everybody, um, yeah, I think we all kind of feel the same as, as Lottie says there. Like, definitely it's a good stance, but I don't feel anything is going to change until social media giants do something which they won't. Like, verification for accounts needs to be brought in. And yeah. that's definitely, that's that's exactly how I feel. Like I, like, I feel like, look, yeah, the awareness has to be raised and it is it is a good gesture. Um, but is it going to be enough? And again, this is something that myself, G and Stephen um, only just spoke about about an hour ago. And we sort of said, yeah, like we're all in agreement. The idea is right. But for me, what it comes down to, it's it's education and, you know, lack of education for, for these people who are who are the abusers, you know, that are that are coming out and, and creating these accounts. And I feel like they can say whatever they want and. You know, and it's happened. It's a lot of young people as well. Like a, a lot of young people. Like you know, the guy that abused Ian Wright was was Irish, and and he was only a young lad, wasn't he? And and the reason why yeah, he wanted to be done, yeah, because he because he was underage or something. Again, as I said, it, it comes down to education. Uh, like where are they? Where are they learning this from? You know what I mean? Where where is it coming from? And yeah, it's something bigger has to be done because you know we can all disappear for three days but you come back and that person that was you know sending these messages and, and commenting and, and calling these names and, and whatever they were doing they come back in three days time their mindset hasn't changed they've just no, not they have the tweets drafted up and they're yeah. just going to fire it on and then go you you can't hide or I'm going to keep going until you go off completely and all that kind of thing. Yeah. The thing about um with 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 even with Ian Rice, he he's getting abuse because of his um icon his icon card on FIFA. Getting so, abuse. So, something that he, he has no no control over. But again, look, something he has no control over. Again, like his race, his gender, you know. It's yeah, the the whole thing is just crazy. Um, but look, I guess going back to it, is this gonna have the required impact? I don't think so. Like, yeah, I get the idea. I get the idea behind it. It's not enough. 
Um, it, it goes back to, again, something I, I spoke about, um, you know, the Kudela guy for Slavia Prague mm. after racially abusing Glenn Kamara and he, and he gets a 10-game ban. And G made a great point saying, like, you know, it's it's when you start affecting someone's money, as in uh, with the Super League, that's when action is taken and that's when they want to get, you know, legal teams involved and you want to bring it to court and you want to stop players playing in tournaments and you want to kick teams out of leagues. And you, you don't want to do that, though, when someone gets racially abused. You, you do a little investigation and go, okay, 10-game ban, sweep it under the carpet, it'll all die down. You know, it, it's not enough. It's really, really not enough. And, uh, Personally, I thought Slavia Bragg should have been kicked uh, or else I thought... Arsenal, Man United, and Roma shouldn't, yeah. or and, and whatever the teams were remaining, that yeah, it was Man United and Roma. Yeah. I don't think we should have continued on in the tournament and and that way and make, yeah. make a stand. You, as you say, it is money, so you have to hit them in the pocket. Yeah, and that's what they that's what they've done. If Arsenal said, right, we're not playing on in this tournament because of what's happened. I just said, fair enough. I'm happy. I'm happy with the club to do that, and go yeah. from there. Because you do. That's how you have to hit them in the pocket. Your wafers were saying, mm-hmm. look at look at it, how much they were coming out because of the Super League. Just mm-hmm. you, the, the panic that was going on in, in the couple of days with BT and and Sky and UEFA and all these, because someone else came in and tried to to threaten the apple cart. And then look, oh, the Super League is quashed now. I don't see. What's your, your way for going back now into the going back into their box again and Sky and BT they're all they were all about the fans and now look they they are not um, reducing subscriptions for fans to watch watch games and and they're all their look at their box and pay per views and everything you you have to buy there's the Katie Taylor fight tomorrow night if you want to watch it none of that is changing and it's all for the fans but I don't know look. I, I'm not subject to the to the abuse that goes on, but I don't know what your ta- what your feelings on it. And I did what I know. Look at like racism and that has always been there. But do you find it's kind of in the last year or so it seems to be gone out of hand? I didn't think it was this bad, but look again, as I say, I'm not subject to it, and maybe is mm-hmm. it because it's been highlighted more now? It's probably coming up more, but I didn't think it was. Was it this bad all, all along with these accounts and everything like that? I think it's just because social media has exploded, and and I guess maybe the reason why it's a bit more in our face lately. Um, look, you could blame, I guess, the pandemic, maybe. Uh, the fact that we're all sort of in our bubbles now, we're all online an awful lot more. I know me, obviously, doing this whole YouTube thing. Like I only started this back in December as a as a way to keep myself kind of sane yeah. through all of this, you know. So I, I've always been aware that you know the like cyberbullying and everything existed, but of course, I only you know what I've, I've I've only ever had a handful of comments you know people saying bits and pieces as they do do you know what I mean yeah. but yeah I think maybe why it's more in our face now is because we're we're all online now uh throughout this you know lockdown and that um I think I think now we're all noticing it so much more but it's definitely always been there um yeah. and I know it, we, we spoke we we touched on the whole um you know the racism aspect and that more so in in football and and, and that uh, before, 
we we have a, a good chat about it um and i know again look it, it's quite difficult i suppose the pair of us talking mm. about racism yeah. and, and stuff because you know we don't face it day to day i've had little experiences as i spoke about before um i used yeah. to work in the airport and it's it's been you know you irish this and you irish that, that kind of a thing and uh, but i guess like the part that uh, i've said before that kind of hits home for me is um from my point of view again it's not something i'm ever going to encounter for me but for my daughter because for for people that i've i've said it to before you know my daughter is is mixed race yeah. um you know so she has um there there is a possibility in her life that she may be subjected to you know certain comments um and and, and certain things and and again i think it comes down to you know education and and what they're being what kids are being taught at home you know what what the kids are are learning and that um but yeah it's unfortunately i don't think this this movement and this stand that's been taken over the course of three days is going to change anything because like i said i think you know people even going back to kudela at slavia prague you give him a 10 game ban but within that period of time where he's not on the football pitch is he attending workshops? Is is he being educated by anybody? Is, is he, you know, is he talking to people and getting their perspective on why, you know, what he said wasn't okay? And you know, has he has he spoke to anyone that has been able to say, well, look, this is this is why, you know, this is so impactful, you know, yeah. or is he just sitting at home playing FIFA all day? You know, is he going to come back after 10 games and have the exact same mindset that got him into this this trouble in the first place? And I think this is the problem with, with this, uh, the idea, yeah, like I said, the, the idea of the, the gesture yeah. is, it, it's it's kind of, it, it's a gesture, I think, more so than anything else. Um, yeah, look, these guys who are dickheads three days ago are going to be dickheads in four days' time because they're not learning anything. They're just going, yeah. social media is a bit quiet, isn't it? And they'll, uh, they'll go back to it. And yeah, the, the Ian Roy video, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was powerful. Like it was, you yeah. know, watching that, like I said, it, even, even when Shearer said to, to Ian Roy, you know, with that message he received that day, he's like, did you do anything about it? And, and he sort of said, well, I felt like, what's the point? And and he's it shouldn't be like that, but it it does make you wonder what is the point? You know what are they gonna do? Is any action gonna gonna be taken? Is the person gonna learn? Uh, you know, I, I really I really don't think it's it's gonna it's gonna make much of a difference. If I'm being totally honest, I think so much more needs to be done. Um, it's too easy to hide behind your phone it's too easy to hide behind your keyboard and again like you said people like their online you know privacy and i'm not expecting that everybody has to show their faces the way the way we do um not everyone has to let their voices be heard the way we do um you know you can have an avatar you can have everything that's cool but i think you need some kind of verification 
Um, so these social media outlets can identify who you are should you decide to you know abuse your you know your your online status like um it's it's just been made far far too easy for people and, and if we make it too easy i think this is the this is the result we're gonna get yeah yeah but uh yeah look again it's it's something that ha- it has to be it has to be spoken about um so like I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we got to say a piece on yeah, it. Yeah, and look, uh, just even to touch on it in at the end, and I know, I suppose the the we go back and didn't we have the uh, the Granite Jackie incident there last uh, under Emery the game, Crystal Palace. Like, yeah. I know what they're saying what he done and and everything like that. Look, a player probably shouldn't do that, but when you look at the the abuse he was taking week in week out and the stuff that was being said to him there comes to a point in time where if you're going to be continued to get goaded and bullied and everything like that there comes to a, a breaking point and look that that's what happened that day so i know we were all outraged at the time but when you sit back and look at this that, that that man shouldn't have had to take that abuse the way he did all that time, and that was bound to happen. It, it happened that game against Crystal Palace, but that could have happened any that could have happened any time. So I I um, I know we have we all criticise him, and he'll continue to be criticised and everything like that. And maybe what he done, he was probably he shouldn't have perhaps done and and went to the quite to the level he he did. But if someone comes to a breaking point like that and they're threatening his family and his his young his young kids and young kid and everything like that. Yeah, I don't know what I do, and that being honest, I I would have done the exact same. I I would have done the exact same. I would have said, you know what, I, I'm I'm here trying my best. Um, I'm I'm wearing your crest on my heart. And I'm I'm giving everything for it, and that's the level of abuse, you know, to be. To be wishing stuff on his on his daughter is his child like you know yeah so you know i'm i'm yeah i always say about that jacket incident yeah look there's a there's a way you you try to conduct yourself especially look and always wearing the captain's armor but at the end of the day you know that's a that's a human emotion a human reaction um it's easy for us to say yeah he shouldn't have done that but you know you put yourself in in his shoes and you know, think of your own, your own kid and that, and uh, or kids or whatever. And yeah, you have sixty thousand people booing and jeering, and then you're getting all this online abuse. And yeah, you're gonna you're gonna uh, flip as well, you know. So uh, yeah, look, we will move on, um, and we will talk Villarreal. <laughs> I've had I've had too much Villarreal talk lately, but uh, again, Dave, this is for you. This is for you because I like you. So uh, we will give you a bit of Villarreal. So look. Are you sure it's really for me, but you don't want me to feel the, the, the pain that you're feeling? A we've little bit. Your, we've, we've no European championships. We can't score a goal with <laughs> Ireland. And you're dragging me You're dragging me down with you, I think. I am. I am. I'm, I'm taking <laughs> you with me, Dave. I'm, I'm going down and you are coming with me. Um, yeah, part of what I think is... Um, you know, we as Arsenal fans, we we need our fair share of therapy. Um, I got a I got a nice bit of therapy with Stephen and G earlier. I did. Um, so look, I'm I'm look. 
I'm always up for a bit of free Arsenal therapy. And again, if I can help you, I, I'm gonna do that because uh, I'm here for you, man. I've got your back. So there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you. I'm, I'm gonna point, yeah. I'm gonna unleash you, unleash you at that. Um, and for anybody who's listening to this on Spotify and that, this is uh, Arteta's um, Arteta's lineup from the other night, which. I still can't decipher. I still can't get my head around this. Maybe, maybe you could break it down and make some sense of what he was, what he was trying to do, um, and what we, what was your, what was your feeling? Had this worked? Would people say? Would people have been looking at that and saying, "Look, that was an Arteta masterclass," but it, we know it didn't. So for me, it was a fucking disaster class. But would they have been calling him a genius had that worked? Oh, they would. You know what the way you know what the way they are on Twitter. You'd have the Arteta's in. It'd be waxing lyrical, and the outs would be saying he got lucky, and the 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 show goes on. Then you have it'll be the same on Sunday if we win the same next Thursday. They'll be calling him lucky, and if he wins the Europa League, he's lucky. There's no there's no any um, managerial nous uh, involved. That he's only getting lucky all the time, but. If he's still going to, if he's going to win tournaments, getting lucky, I'm happy for him to continue to get lucky. But what I would say to that is, just the way the team is set up there, I don't think that's an actual true reflection of the way it was actually set up. Because you look at it, Smith Rowe yeah. was false nine, and then you had Odegaard behind him. I think Odegaard, it was described as two number tens by Mikel Arteta as well, and the two wingers. Sorry, and I'll just have to yeah. just stop. Yeah, you work away there. You work away. <laughs> Myself and Dave were talking about this beforehand. Um, this is the risk when when you do these these late night streams. I have uh, my kid is in bed at the moment. Um, thankfully, sound asleep for the minute. But <laughs> as you can hear, the baby monitor's gone off. So Dave has Dave has run to tend to the to the baby. So uh, yeah, as I said. It's one of those we we were only talking about this before we went live, and we said one of us is gonna have to run at some point. So uh, yeah, Dave is on the first one, so hopefully Dave will come back and join me again, and then I'll probably have to run. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, in terms of that lineup, like Dave was saying, Pepe Pepe was listed as as being the forward uh, with Odegaard in behind, but as you can see, you know Smith Rowe ended up playing this false nine. Um, it was it was all over the place. It, it really was all over the place. Um, yeah, that, that Dewey. <laughs> it's got it's it's one of those nights. I'm telling you, it's one of those nights. But uh, yeah, like for me, as I as I said on a couple of streams, what he got wrong first and foremost, Granite Jack a left back. I I can't get my head around why why he's persistent with this, um, and and. Everything that went on really made me consider. He's back. Uh, really made me consider Arteta and and his mindset. And is it stubbornness that he's persistent with Granajaka as a left back? You know, is he is he trying to prove a point that you know he can play left back and he can do a good job? It's like for the longest time when he when he had William playing and everybody was saying, "Why is William playing?" And he's persistent and he's persistent. Um, but yeah, Dave, I, I was just saying there, the Granite Xhaka, this Granite Xhaka experiment, I was not expecting this to last longer than the Sheffield United game, but he seems to be persistent with it. Like 
is he just determined to prove to us that this can work or or is Cedric really that bad an option? I think you had to go Cedric, didn't you? I think because of we the I think the project went one game too far last week against Everton when he got skinned by Richarlison and look, the Leno mistake is the Leno mistake and that's its, its own story. But we knew if you could get someone up against Shaka, then look, that's going to create its own problems. Look, Shaka's doing a job for the team and if you were, if um, if the manager, if I, I the manager and I ask someone to play left back for me, I'm hoping they'll say yes and then you take it as it, as it is. But um, I think that needed to stop. We saw against uh, Everton, the, the bad side of it and that was the time to scrap it again but um, like when you look at the back four on paper it's so bad I remember sitting there after I think it was after like 50 minutes or 60 minutes and I was thinking Chambers is right back holding as the captain centre back Mary is centre back and Jacka is left back and we're kind of sitting here thinking we should be higher up the table and we need to win the Europa League to get into the Champions League. And I'm stopping and thinking, how is that an Arsenal back four? I don't want to be kind of a, a doomsday merchant and, and it, it's late enough, so hopefully I'm not giving people nightmares, but that's so bad. It's just so, so bad. The Chambers thing, yeah. and I knew this would happen with Chambers. He had a good game against West Ham under the conditions that that happened i was just praying that it wouldn't continue and it's continued um why couldn't cedric have played right back even or play why couldn't bellerin have played right back look chambers can cross apparently so that's why he's starting but i don't know um yeah, look, as I was touching on the, the, the two number 10s or the false nine, but Michael Arteta says in he, his interview, because we conceded so early, we didn't actually get to see um, the true effects of it. But that's like that's his own that's his own fault and their own fault for how it was set up. He kind of got outdone by Emery, I think, in the first half, um, mm. more so. Um, look... Because Xhaka was playing left back, I was like, look, Sabayas in party midfield, it kind of picks itself. Um, mm. Saka obviously was going to start, and Odegaard, I, I thought it was going to be Odegaard and uh, number 10, Smith Rowe, left wing, and then Pepe as the striker. But I didn't actually think, like the way you have it was kind of, I thought, if you were to swap Smith Rowe and Saka, that potentially is probably what I expected to, yeah. it to be. But for some reason it wasn't. It was Smith Rowe, false nine, and or as again as I say, the two the two number tens. But <laughs> I, I think what around. it was is right. This this um, was taken just before the game had kicked off uh, from the website that I use, and I think this is how the lineup actually went out. But as you said, because we conceded so early, it never played out like mm. that. It, it never actually worked out that way. Um, but yeah, it, some of the decisions I, I just I, I still like. It's it, it's been uh, you know twenty four hours more after, and I'm still sitting here thinking to myself, what was he? What was he trying to do? Like, did you think he was setting up that side to to maybe just contain the ball, um, just to stop Villarreal? From you know, from getting getting uh, any joy. Um, obviously, the plan was not to concede after four minutes, but like I felt like 
that that team that was out there, it was just maybe we'll we'll kind of overload the midfield, we'll keep possession, we'll hold onto the ball. No striker. I, I just felt as though he's obviously not, you know, playing to he, he's not on the attack here. I just felt keep ball, keep ball, keep possession. And maybe later as the game drags on, we might introduce, you know, Martinelli and Obamiang and that. But of course, four minutes in when you can see like that the game plan goes out the window and then even at that point I was sort of saying we were four minutes in we're one goal down who the hell on the pitch is going to score a goal for us now like <laughs> yeah. we, we don't have a we don't have a striker and I know there are players in there like you can say Bukayo Saka Pepe you know they they are good for a goal but uh, yeah I don't know I, I feel like I feel like he played into Emery's hands and I've seen a few people say that like, you know, Emery outclassed him and Emery showed his experience and and Emery, you know, outdid Arteta in the first half. But I think a lot of it has to be attributed to the fact that Arteta gave him that. Like, you're looking at that lineup and you're going, like, with all due respect, I think I could have put out a Villarreal team that could have got a bit of joy against that Arsenal lineup in the first half. Like, if I know Granit Xhaka is playing left back, what am I going to do? Obviously, we're going to run down the left hand side, or, you know, or we're going to attack that. Um, and, and that's exactly what they did. Like, Emery, looking at that, looking at that lineup outside of who Pablo Marie and Odegaard and Party, that is basically, that's basically an Unai Emery team. Mm. Unai Emery knows their strengths and their weaknesses and he'd have known you know Granit Xhaka left back it was just you might as well have had a flashing light over him you know a flashing <laughs> sign yeah and and they exposed him and as you said you know he got found out against Richarlison looking at the guys they have in front there like Moreno and Paco and, and Chukwesi like I'm I'm surprised we we kept it to two goals, um, and I guess look, this is I suppose a, a criticism I guess I have of Unai Emery when people are saying that this was an an Emery masterclass. I think we saw the Unai Emery of Arsenal and the guy that we all called for to to you know be replaced as Arsenal manager. I know there was an injury involved, but when he made a halftime substitution, as he was famous for at Arsenal, I cannot understand why he brought on a defensive player. And I was this, yeah, it, he completely allowed us back into that game by doing that completely. Um, and it was the Coquelin, wasn't it, that he brought on? Yeah. So even better again, you know, even better again that it was Francis Coquelin. Uh, but I think this is. I'd seen people as well saying, oh, look, this is why we shouldn't have let Emery go. This is why, you know, all this. And I kind of go, well, I think Emery showed us at halftime exactly why we got rid of him. Yeah. Because I think Unai Emery contributed to us getting back into the game. Because even at 10 men, you know, we 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 nearly nicked an equaliser right at the end. I know they had a man sent off. But, you know, Emery, I feel like Emery kind of, let us back into that game because he he went a bit too cautious. He sat back, think, put on it. Uh, yeah, I just think he overthought it. Like I think both yeah. managers probably in the end over uh, overthought kind of what they were doing. To be honest, yeah, hundred um, percent. That that's my worry about Arteta. 
I've seen this too many times now that he's overthinking. And I talk quite a lot on, on different shows about, you know, this Arsenal squad and the maybe the intelligence levels in this squad. We we've a lot of very talented players, but is the is the message being received? And this was something I asked um the other day when I had uh, Jamie, who was the, the Villarreal fan. And, I, and I'd asked him, you know, comparisons between Arteta and Emery and maybe why it didn't work for Emery at Arsenal was because maybe the squad of players couldn't get to grips with what Emery was asking them to do. I know there was communication problems. There was a bit of a language barrier. They didn't seem to understand what exactly he wanted them to do. And I feel like the only difference between now Arteta and Emery is Arteta can articulate it in better English, but do they... Do they still not understand or, or are they just still not capable? Are, are these kind of managers over tactical for the intelligence levels of the squad of players we currently have? Like I, I've said it for the longest time with, with the likes of Pepe, stick him out on the left-hand side, let him play as a direct winger instead of you know uh, asking him to do all these jobs on the right-hand side. And, and I, I think we saw a benefit to when you have him out wide left. Maybe maybe I'm overthinking this, Dave, but what do you think? Like a lot of this squad, maybe if we played a bit more basic football, it might not look as pretty, you know, when it's clicking for us, but you ask them to do the basics, maybe we'll see better results. Maybe, but I just don't think this squad is capable of the basics either, to be honest. I just don't... Um, look, people would say another manager wouldn't be in this position, but I think, look, there is different tactics you have to set up for different games. So I think he just complicated and played a whole new system that he probably shouldn't have played. Look, I think, he, I think what I, with Arteta is, if he gets it wrong in one game, he kind of knows and he'll fix it for the next game. You know where we saw with the Southampton game and, and he, he he knew kind of what he did wrong and then he'll go and he'll fix it again. So I think that might be a case again for next Thursday. But I just yeah, like we set up in a way I didn't I didn't get the, the press that we were putting on. It seemed to be like we were half pressing and then some were pressing and some weren't. I don't know. Did look it could be something that did people not know their jobs. Um it could be a part of that. But they were kind of they kind of were after five minutes. They were like, right, this is what they're doing, and we'll play through that now. Like you look at the right back that led on loan from Spurs. He looked unbelievable. He was beating fellas for pace. He was running. Yeah. He was running lengths of the field, and he was he set up for the first goal, and he ended up pulling his hamstring because he was going on another big run. <laughs> they no one up against um, Raúl Albiol, and the man can't move. Yeah, he yeah. he he he's he, like. He's ready for a Zimmer frame. He's 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 he's, gone, he's played that foot much football, and he he I'd say he couldn't believe his eyes when he'd no one up against him. Uh, you look at it even down through the down to even amateur amateur soccer that I'm I'd I'd look at every weekend. If you have two centre backs and they've no one to mark, they're happy out. They look yeah. they they can look like Ramos or Van Dyke when they've no one to mark. They've time. They'll play the passes and then. I think what happened is, is our press then is Pepe was actually pressing on and then he was pressing on to the centre half, but they were he, he was gone so infield that they were just finding one fight in acres of space. He was coming up against Sabias. Sabias is pulled out, so then your 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 midfield is pulled out. 
he was beaten. Sabias for pace. Did you see? Jim? I I didn't I didn't realize Sabias was that slow. To be honest, he yeah, was if, he, if he went pace. any slower, he'd be going backwards. He's. It actually he's didn't just... look like he was moving at one stage. Um, he was. Yeah. White was beating him for pace. They were doing the same the other side. Our wingers were getting so inverted in. They were just playing it to the to the wide men. They were playing yeah. passes at times, and like their their wide players, their their fullbacks were so wide. I was like. Well, that's gone out for a troll, but then, um, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, no, so their 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 fullbacks were so wide as well that they were just they they had us pulled all over the field, and then I think it was when Emery made the substitution, they kind of they lost that extra forward, and then yeah. they set off again, and then the fullbacks weren't going back or weren't going as high. And why does they were absolutely played into our hands? Um, me, you, anyone in the chat box, anyone that has any idea of the game of football, how did Sabias continue on? Oh, Arteta's excuse was Martinelli wasn't ready. I think there was 15 minutes between that foul early in the second half, which yeah. he never should have got. The ref done him a huge favour. He never should have got off with that. Mm. And his second yellow and Sabayas still he Sabayas for me would have been off at half time purely yeah. and that's not even the yellow just purely down to performance yeah. then he had the then he had the yellow rear like right now now is his time to go continued on continued on got the second yellow and look I know people are have their arguments with the yellow if in Europe if a player catches another fella kind of like in that stamp of motion onto the ankle, as much as accidental it is, the yeah. decisions in Europe are different to what you'd see in the Premier League. That in Europe is a yellow card to me, and yeah. I, I'd no, I'd no complaints about it. Look, I know, I think, um, I think you had it up, did you? And there was a few kind of debates and stuff like that, and but yeah. I think in Europe you kind of have to have more of an open mind. Their decisions are different to how they are in the Premier League. So when a ref in Europe sees that kind of a clean context they're always going to give a yellow and the ref had it in the back of his mind as well that yeah. I'm after I'm after leaving him off with one here the next thing he does he's gone and yeah, then he, he, maybe had a few, he had a few chances didn't he um yeah look, I, I, I had I sort of I felt a bit kind of he was a little bit unlucky the kind of that, that surface we've seen a few people slip but mm. um yeah I wasn't I wasn't terribly disappointed I definitely <laughs> wasn't uh, wasn't sad to see him go off. Um, I think I'm about to be called for Daddy Dewey's. So <laughs> <laughs> typical, typical. This is typical. Oh, it was professional, isn't it? Think, think we're already. <laughs> yes. Oh, god. But um, yeah, look, what did you make of? Um, the we've talked about the red card, but what did you make of the penalty that we got with Kyle Saka? <laughs> he just he threw the leg, didn't he, and just waited for the contact and and, and went down. It look, yeah. he was the only one. He was again. I know Pepe played well in that, but the more, more the man most likely was Saka again. He directly contributed to the red card, and yeah. he he won the penalty. We'll say. Um, he went in, look, he threw out the leg, generated the contact, and then goes down in penalty again in, in Europe. They're probably more sticklier for that, and if if they see contact, they'll give a penalty. How did they check it, though, and not 
cop what happened like i just don't know when they were when they were checking it i was just thinking like they're oh no they're, they're going to see it now and that's yeah, it this, this is going to be scratched off yeah, but, uh, yeah no look you go and you have to you have to make your own look for saka didn't get one against leeds as well the time so we have to think we have to think of that as well so it maybe they say when it evens itself out maybe it did in that case but um as well as well as that, and for the Albiol goal, we got done from that corner as well. When you when you review it, they whipped in the ball. The I, I don't look, I don't know the names, but one man ended up blocking. I think it was either hold. He they one of them put the block on holding, and Chambers, the man in front, won the flick on. Man peeled around the back and tapped it in. Party lost him, but look from a flick on in that situation, it is hard to stay with the man, you know. But he should look a professional footballer, probably shouldn't lose him. But the initial thing is, is we got caught with a blocker as well, they won the flick on and tapped it in. So that was after training ground. So you'll say, Look, disappointing for us, such a cheap goal to give away. But Emery liked that one as well, you know. He's obviously saw something there as well that he could exploit. and I suppose the the thing is we haven't been too bad from defensive set, set pieces all season. We we uh, yeah, for we all the slate yeah. that we do and all, we don't really give away too many from them. Like so, that probably yeah. came as a little bit of a surprise start it as well. But look, we had the the penalty showed as well. We had in the first half as well. Look, Pepe was unlucky with the the handball. You know, the ball came over his head. It's you you kind of can't control your your hand in that situation. So, look, while it is it was a free out, you know, it was a little bit unlucky as well. So, we'll take that as well. Uh, what about Capu? Then he was he needed to get stretched off uh, even to try and avoid the yellow. I was saying that there was nothing mm. wrong with him. I think it came out today that he's he's fully fine as well, didn't it? So, oh, really? look, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm nearly certain I seen it somewhere that he'd know that I thought, he'd, he'd I thought he was playing it up a little bit. I thought he played it up because you know sometimes players know they're like, oh, I'm in trouble here. Let's just act like you know it's yeah. an impact injury or it was accidental that. And then of course I seen him being he, he lay there and he lay there. And I was like, he's really milking this. Mm-hmm. And then of course the stretcher came out and I said, oh, okay, look, I'll let my way with it, right? <laughs> but uh, look, I don't <laughs> think he, he he could have no argument. No, he was yeah, gone. He was Saka. Yeah. Saka beat him. He should never have went into that tackle anyway. You know, when you're yeah. on the yellow, look similar to Tobias as well. When you're on the yellow, you've to, you have to, you have to, your game has to change, and you have to adapt your game yeah. to that situation. Where if you're putting in a leg and you're dangling a leg, you have to be prepared to pay the price, and that's what both yeah. players did. But I am. Um, we set off then. I think when we got the yellow and we got. Or when they went to ten and we had got the equaliser, I think the last ten minutes we kind of said, right, look, we'll take the, we, we'll take this. I know, I know. Look, he did bring on Aubameyang in the last five minutes, and that was like, right, look, if we do break, at least we have a bit of pace forward, and when we might yeah. generate a chance from it. But we did seem to we we kind of I felt we set off and just were like, right, look, we know. We we could we could have lasted tonight, but we haven't. So we'll take what we we'll take the kind of the consolation and get out of town and regroup for next week. I felt there was a little bit of that, and mm-hmm. Jack actually did well the last ten minutes as well. When you think of it, they loaded the ball to the to Chuck Wazy as well. I yeah. felt like the I felt like the game for the last ten minutes was Chuck Wazy running at 
at Shaka, look, but the damage was done early on, and yeah. that's that's what you get from it, you know, just because he might have done well the last 10 minutes, it's, the damage is already done. Maybe a little bit more protection with Martinelli there as well, that might have helped as well, but um, I don't ever like false nines, though. I just don't. I'm kind of traditional. Maybe it's the Irish in us, and we're used to kind of that big, bulky, you know, that fella that'll put himself <laughs> about. Up front. Yeah, the fella that'll put himself <laughs> about up front. But I, I always like a focal point up front. I just think yeah. you you miss a lot from it when you don't have it. And then I just, yeah. when you think of it, with three strikers on the bench with Martinelli. Aubameyang and even and even Eddie Eddie and Ketty, yeah. with Balogun that didn't actually wasn't involved. So we we played a false nine when we did actually have choices of playing a striker. So that I didn't like as well. But um, the one good thing from it as well is I see the news that for a bit of Romano, Romano had out that Tobias more than likely won't or, or isn't going to be with us next season. So. That that that's that's a good that, the good bit of news in the last twenty four hours that's for sure. But uh, if, oh, look, next if, week if that was different. if that was common knowledge to Arteta, um, that's a boyos look. He's obviously made the decision that he doesn't rate Saboyas enough. Um, that he's he's going to make the investment for him in the summer. Why why persist with him and why like what does that tell you about the other options like the likes of El Nenny? Um, does that mean he's out the door as well because? You know, if you know that you're you're not willing to invest in this guy because he's not good enough, but then you know your other option isn't getting in the team either. But then there's talk of offering El Nenny a new contract. Like it, it just it just doesn't make sense to me. Like the way we're operating, it makes absolutely no sense. I, I can't get my head around it. Like, but you know what I don't get as well is. He's, he knows Sobias isn't staying. Sobias came out recently and said, oh, I think my game is more suited to La Liga. And but and Sobias isn't staying. And look, he, he doesn't want to stay. But he's yeah. continued to play him. But he didn't he, he he didn't play Balogun or even give him a chance or, or in the last three months because yeah. he wasn't signing a new contract. But Sobias isn't going staying and kind of publicly said, look, this isn't for me. And... You, yeah. he, he isn't staying why why are we giving him time look I know then you could say maybe you could play in Lenny or is it maybe in the league do you give Miguel Aziz the chance now to give give him Sabias' minutes now and say look here's your chance for the rest of the season you stake your claim yeah. for next season it makes more sense like I I cannot see the sense in persisting with Danny Sabayas when there's nothing else to play for in terms of the Premier League anyway you know um, yeah, as Russ said there, why is it taking two Absolutely. years to judge Saboyas? Absolutely. I, I said this last season, I said I would rather we didn't hang on to Danny Saboyas. Mm-hmm. I think, unfortunately, he, he came to form late last season and then we went on our FA Cup run and we won it. And, of course, everyone in the squad was brilliant, you know. So, yeah, we'll take him again, we'll hang on to him. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I've never been sold on Danny Saboyas. And I, no, he's like a human fidget spinner, isn't he? Like <laughs> the way he's gone, he's doing three sixties and everything like that. I just never ever got him. I said it early on that Real Betis or that that's his level and Yeah, look, he's not going back to Real Madrid anyway. There's, there's no. no way. He's not a Real Madrid player. He will go back to Real to play in the Castilla, maybe. That's about it. Like, yeah. you know, um but yeah, look, the options the options aren't great. There's so much improvement needed and, and this is why I guess I was a bit sympathetic of Granit Xhaka because 
for the people who are slating Granite Xhaka, I, I was saying all along, I was like, yeah, we can 100% upgrade on what Granite Xhaka does really? in midfield. But in terms of options we currently have, like you, you want to use El Elneny or Sabayas instead? Uh, uh, Sabayas has shown me time and time again when he's got his chance that, El, that uh, Granite Xhaka is definitely 100% a better option than, than him. It just... No, I'm sorry, Danny. No, has to. I, I, I'm quite happy with that news that broke today that uh, we're not going to keep him because mm-hmm. that's 20 million that could be vital for us. Because I'm not expecting us to have an awful lot of money to spend, um, even though the Cronkies are feeding us all this bullshit about investing in the squad. I believe it when I see it. So uh, yeah, every penny could count for us. So yeah, we cannot be squandering money on on guys like Sabayas. Not no, that's not worse than that. Our our first team isn't good enough to you for you to go and buy squad players. So look, no, no that's not it. Just another thing as well on the team as well. I know I touched on already. Like the the chambers and holding that side of defence. Like no wonder we're tense. Yeah, I like exactly. I like holding. Look, he's a likable fella and. He, again, if you could have him as a fourth or fifth choice centre back, but he's captain in a European semi final, and we're expecting to be getting the Champions League. It just, I just don't yeah. get it. I, like how, like you look at the team last night. It's Chambers holding Jack as left back, um, Sabayas midfield. That's four your team already. That you're like right. That doesn't look right to me. Sympathy for Smith Rowe. Look, he he was put out. He was put out to do a job, and I think he 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 tried his he tried his hardest. And him and Saka, yeah. look, even if they don't play well, at least you're getting a hundred percent. But I wouldn't um I wouldn't slate Smith Rowe on last night anyway. If I was to slate him at all, to be honest. But um no, look as the boys were saying, there it is. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a big summer um, oh, ahead massive. anyway. That's for sure. Look yeah. there for that there them conversations will be had, but. Um, no, it is a big summer, of course. Yeah, you, you know what though? I, I look at, I do look at this Arsenal team, and and I even look at our strongest eleven. If you put you put our strongest eleven, you can put in there, and I'm still convinced that wouldn't even be the B team to the Invincibles. You know, I, I'm looking at the the squads we've had in the past, and I'm going, not one of those players would even get on the bench. Like Aubameyang probably wouldn't even get on the bench in the Invincibles team, and. And I, and I do love, you know, Bakayo Saka and Smith Rowe, but the, what I use as the, the kind of levels that we've dropped is, you know, you look at Bakayo Saka and, and I mean, Smith Rowe, like, do you believe those guys would have challenged in that Invincibles team? You know, you put them in against the likes of uh, like a young Van Persie and a young Fabregas who are coming through, uh, even a young Gail Clichy who was, you know, rivaling Ashley Cole at the mm-hmm. time. Would would Saka and Smith Rowe be on on the level of those guys? And and they are very very good players, very high ceiling, high potential. But I don't know. Um, I don't know if they're in that kind of a caliber. Maybe maybe Saka. Maybe maybe Saka would make a bench, perhaps. Um, maybe, when they yeah. lose the potential to go on and become a starter. But, but do you know what? Though, in fairness, right, I'm going to contradict myself here as well. At the same time, <laughs> I'm also going to contradict myself because. I believe that you know for these young players coming up, if you have players like those invincibles around them, it, it's going to up your game and it's going to make mm-hmm. you better as well. So I guess I'll throw that that in there also. Um, you're in around these, and we we spoke about this before. You're in around these players who are constantly making mistakes, 
making errors. Um, like Granit Xhaka, he's, he's, he yeah. makes the same errors. You know, David Luiz makes errors. You know, you you name it in the squad. They they've all got errors in their games, and and this is what the youngsters are. They're around and they're learning this on the training ground, and you know they're picking up these bad habits and traits. And yeah, but uh, that's uh, that's that's another that's another debate altogether. But look, got the away goal in the end, so the tie isn't isn't over. Um, I'm gonna run and close that door just in case the little one tries to wake up again. So just before I I leg it, I'll be two seconds. But just before I run away, um, I'm just gonna ask you, you know. What do you feel? Do you think? Did you see enough from Villarreal to convince you that you know they're going to come at us at the Emirates and they're going to put this tie to bed, or or did you see something there that that we can work on? And uh, you know, can we do it? Can and do you trust Arteta? Do you trust him to be able to put out the right side, the right setup to to get through this tie? Yeah, look, I w- I wouldn't. Um... To make the same, I don't think he's the type of fella that would make the same mistakes twice, as we saw in the the Southampton game, the FA Cup game. Look, you can say he threw that game, but not necessarily. Look, they beat us with making changes that we need to make. But I think he he'd learn he learned from what's he learned he'd learn he he seems to learn from his mistakes and he'll move it on and take it into the second leg. Um, do I see in the Villarreal? They're okay. Look, they're seventh in Spain, and nothing major. Like the lad up front, Jared Moreno, he's twenty-six goals this season. We're looking for a striker. Do we don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be looking too far from Jared Moreno. He seems he could be one definitely to look out for in the summer. You know, he'll mm-hmm. probably start for Spain and yours as well. So he's the thing is his value will probably go up from that as well you know so there is that side as well no look they can be got at their defence their defence can be got at their back yeah. four doesn't look the greatest in the world you know and when they're bringing lads like Alberto Moreno on and Coquelin on and that kind of thing they yeah. just there with him uh, but you know what that, that makes me even more frustrated at the fact that he didn't play a striker you know because we knew how good they were going forward and, and we knew they are, are potentially quite frail at the back, you know. They, like as you said, that that fight guy, um, he's he's a centre back playing yeah. right back, like, and he was looking unbelievable. Just like I just didn't the pace of him and all that. Look, if 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 we had settled down and we ended up getting Pepe up against him, yeah. we would have. Um, look, I think he would have he would have put him onto us, but. Um, no, there isn't. There isn't a whole pile that I would say. Look, they'll be missing Capoo, so you'll probably. I think yeah. it'll be Cockerland will probably start with Parejo, and yeah. whether they'll probably put him in Mario Gaspar right back. I think it was they came on, and then yeah. they'll have probably the same centre half partnership. But I know they rave about that Pau Torres and everything. But look, yeah. he's an easy night as well. We we yeah, couldn't. Exactly. I know he he's towed around Europe and all the big teams looking at him. But put a striker up against him and let let let's see what he's about. Left yeah. back, left back. They can we got at that left back at Saka. We once we when we got Saka at him, look, 
he he ended up winning the penalty. And mm. if Alberto Moreno's coming on, then look, that that tells you enough about him. The yeah. only thing is, is if they get a chance, they they will be dangerous on the break. Is the problem? Yeah. If they get a chance in, look, I know Moreno missed the chance as well, but that was a super save by Leno. But if you if you give the three boys up front chances, they will put that ball in the back of the net. There's no mistake about it. And look, it's just I suppose. Get the team selection right, put a centre forward up against them, have Saka and Pepe on the wings if you don't yeah. want to start Martinelli. Um Tierney hopefully should be back if you say he was in contention last night. I wouldn't play him tomorrow or Sunday rather. Um Yeah, keep him keep him and we'll we'll play him Thursday night and then our team our team should be a lot better as well as for from what it was last night as well. So yeah. we've seen the best of him, I think. What what does it tell you about um I guess the future of, of Martinelli when you you don't even play a striker? You can't even get in, into contention to, to play. Like I was thinking the, the only way this guy is getting on the pitch is to change his surname to Jacanelli. It's literally <laughs> the only way I can see him getting in that team. But like whatever about Eddie and Ketia, like we we spoke about him before and I think we sort of know that the future is mm. is not going to be at Arsenal for Eddie and Ketia, but I'm, I'm I'm getting more concerned about Martinelli that he he can't even get into that side because we know he can play up top. I know he's not um, he's not naturally a striker, but he can play there. And we did hear talk not long ago that he was training to be a striker, and that's what they were working on in training. So. He can't. He can't even get in there. You know. Okay. He didn't trust Nketiah to do the job, and he didn't feel Aubameyang was a hundred percent fit. Surely, surely Martinelli's got to be fit at this stage. Yeah. We know he was easing them back in, but he's had a couple of runouts now. But are, are you are you concerned for for Martinelli? Just a small bit because he just doesn't seem to be getting game. Um, even last week against Everton. Martinelli, he didn't start. He decided he played Enketia when he could have been played Martinelli even from that game. And you're kind of thinking, if he's not playing him against Everton, he's not going to play him against Villarreal. And then um, we thought, look, maybe the, the, there's a week in training. But you see, there's lads saying, like Leno was saying, he's training, like he's the best player in training. And there's fellas saying the talent that he's shown in training and the attitude and everything like that. And then Arteta mentions about these non-negotiables and then it doesn't seem to be happening with Martinelli for some reason. Does he? he just doesn't trust him. Look, you say there's some players for some managers, but the thing is, we're, we're del- there's a lot of players that are trying to note that they're not for the manager as well. And you look at the likes of Joe Willock and Maitland-Niles out in loan. They're doing well out in loan. Guendouzi's out in loan. Martinelli doesn't seem to be getting a kick. Um, Nelson just seems to be gone by the wayside when he was kind of the one that, that had the most promise about him. He can't seem to get a kick. We didn't loan him for some reason. Then Ketia, he's gone out the door. These are kind of all the youngsters that we had talked about going, oh, these are the next the next generation kind of to, to bring us back up. They'll be big parts of the future and all that. They're, 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 none of them are even playing. I know Sack and Smith Rowe are the only ones because they yeah, don't have choice and play those. Yeah. But, Martinelli, I think it's yeah, Saka especially, um, and even Smith Rowe. I guess to be fair, when he got his run, he made it impossible to to be taken out of the team. And yeah, it feels like with Martinelli. Look, 
Oh, he he hasn't um he hasn't overly impressed. He's looked okay. He he's done his thing. He's done what he does. He comes on bags of energy. He, he's gonna run all night for you. He's he's had some moments. He's had some nice moments, but it just feels like unless he's coming on and he's literally making himself undroppable, Arteta's finding a way to drop him. You know, well, then and he, we were in trouble last night, and who he turns so. Look, oh, Martinelli, you, I, I need, I need something, and then yeah. he looks to Martinelli to bail him out. Look, you, you, whereas if we were winning one nil, Martinelli or we were, Martinelli was never coming on the field. Yeah, it would have let's been winning. Yeah, <laughs> let's be honest, he would never have been coming on. So it's kind of looking. Oh, you're, I'm, I'm not. He's not good enough for him all along. But then he decides he needs to be bailed out. Martinelli straight on. Threw him out against Everton. I think he came on after we conceded against Everton, if I'm not mistaken. Bear again, look, mm-hmm. oh, come on and save me. He had a good game against Sheffield United, the nice, and he came on for like five or ten minutes in the end in the game against Lavia Prague at 4 0. Look, mm-hmm. that the, the game has ran its race. Our players, have, our players have kind of finished up for the night and they are finished up. They made yeah. all the changes looking towards the league game, so it's hard to do anything there. Then we moved on to the game against Everton. Didn't start. He started in Ketty up front. Look, I like Eddie. He's just not good enough. Look, he's a nice fella. Yeah. I, I can imagine he seems to be okay. You know, he'll go on and hopefully he has a good career at, uh, yeah. at somewhere else. He, yeah, of course. <laughs> Look, it's, it's, he's not the answer for us. But then, again, we were one. We were, what, 2-0 down. And then it's like, oh, we're in trouble now. Look, Martinelli, warm up. So, mm-hmm. like... You can't always kind of consistently do that where I need you to bail me out. So will you bail me out? Because I know like when you look at the players are kind of thinking after a while they're going to get to the stage where like, right, when things are going good, there's no sign of me. But then as soon as you need it, you need, as soon as you need uh, me to bail you out, I'm on. I don't yeah. know. Then you kind of look at the likes of, again, the boys on loan. And we're looking at Tobias midfield, but Maitland-Niles couldn't get that chance midfield. Willa couldn't get that chance midfield. But we're going to continue on with Tobias. And then, yeah, I don't know. Look, um, a man as well that I want to touch on as well is Odegaard. Um, good player, mm. good talent, uh, whatever. But no, I wouldn't be signing him. Um, I just Not don't convinced, think, no. I don't think he contributes enough. I just think he's nice and tidy. And I asked would he had goals this game. Look, he did. He scored one or two. But... Again, last night didn't just didn't show up really. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't. I think it was the home game against Slavia Prague. Again, he just he just no. I, I don't know. I, I, we we don't have goals from midfield, and he's another one of the same where he's nice and tidy. But we yeah. need goals from midfield. I really like my main man for the summer is the lad from um, Sporting Lisbon, Pedro Goncalves. He's looking. Yeah. He's doing similar to what Bruno Fernandes was doing for Lisbon. So get him mm. in, get us the new Bruno in. Get someone that's going to exactly contribute. What we need. Yeah. You, we need goals from midfield. You look at it with Man City, you look at it with Man United. Uh, Liverpool are an exception to that rule, which mm. would, they get 25 to 30 goals after two wingers. So they, yeah. can afford, they can afford that to have goal scores from midfield. But... Um, yeah, look, Odegaard, why he's tidy in that. No, I, I think the money for him now as well is going to go too high when you think of it. The whole Super League, Florentino Perez isn't going to. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think he was the only one out of the play, pay, the pay playbook the other night, wasn't there last night? And it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't work out. But look, as even the lads exactly. are there, Tobias and Odegaard. Look, I think people are yeah. kind of starting to think the same with Odegaard. Where look, where he's nice, tidy, good technical footballer. I just don't think he's the he's going to be the answer either. When you think of it, where mm. again Willock could be getting those minutes where where Odegaard is there and he's out scoring goals for for Newcastle and. Odegaard's kind of tipping about with us and taking actually minutes from Smith Rowe in number 10 as well. So I don't yeah. know. Did, um, did last night kind of uh, give you any, I, I guess, uh, a way to put it? For me, from my perspective, right, you, you know kind of my feelings on Arteta. And I think anyone that's familiar with the channel and has listened to me knows my feelings. Um, uh, as I've always stressed, I, I've never been like Arteta in, but I've I've been very very sympathetic of the the job at hand, the task. You know, uh, I can go into detail, but I, I've been through it all before. You know, the the lack of tools available, the job he has, the expectation, the squad, all that. For me, last night, I'm not gonna lie. Um, alarm bells are ringing a little bit. I saw the tweet. The alarm bells have started ringing. Um, look it's one of them that i did say to people mistakes are going to be made he is still learning and of course i've i've afforded him the time to learn and that but yeah i i'm not gonna lie i i i had a lot of concerns last night with a lot of things that went on and i've had concerns for the last couple of weeks especially yeah and yeah i just want to kind of gauge where you are now with Arteta like are you feeling like like let's let's take the whole fact that he's potentially look he can still salvage this and he could still finish the season with a European trophy yeah and it would be an amazing contribution but have you seen enough signs from him and are you seeing kind of traits that you're sort of saying to yourself irrespective if he if he wins this trophy you know is he the guy you want there um because i'm not gonna lie i think he's gonna frustrate the hell out of me if he remains arsenal manager for the next couple of years uh, and i just know he will it's hard like um i there was times i was thinking last night kind of really i think it, a lot of people were kind of Thrown, nearly thrown over the edge I suppose with regards to what was going on and they were like right this is our biggest game of the season and he's got it all wrong again like this isn't his first time getting it all wrong as we said so um, look there, it's worrying there was a time and a, a stage I was kind of like right we can see what he's doing and you could see there but lately I think we've only like won our last three out of our last nine or something like that and one of those was against um, Sheffield United, so they're basically a championship team. So, like, do you even count that, really? No. Um, yeah, it is. It's worrying signs, and then like the board have the board have a big decision to make because if if he gets Champions League, you're going right. We're in the Champions League. Do we give him? Do we stick yeah. with this? Because you could say, look, oh, we're lucky to get there, and we we had oh, just yeah, another group cup run. Yeah, but. Then, if we don't get Champions League, the board have to ask themselves: We need a big summer. We're gonna yeah. have to spend money. 
are we going to give this man the funds that he needs to build a team when yeah. there's doubts, there's fans are kind of calling for him out. The, he's kind of seen a lot of people have kind of turned from last night. Do you go and give him? Look, I don't, I'm not saying the crankies will do this, but do you give him 200 million to spend in the summer and say, right, go out and build your own team? Because yeah, let's do you trust him to spend it wisely? I don't trust the whole thing, the whole regime to spend it wisely, um, to be honest. And like, if you're looking at the players we're throwing out for the players that he's keeping. Do you give him 200 million to continue to do what he's doing and, and have players like Sabias and El Nenny and, and Willian and Nelson isn't getting games, um, Maitland Niles isn't getting games, Willock isn't getting games, Willown, yeah. Gwendozi, like do you tr- like we're set we're going if if you look at it in the transfer window, a lot of our funds is gonna come from selling those players. Do yeah. you are are those players really that bad or do you go right? We're going, we'll sell these players for you and you can use that money to spend it in the summer for to come at Christmas time, continue to be 10th or 11th and go, look, it's the P45 is ready. Look, this isn't effort. This isn't working out. We're going to have to let you go. Then you're in a situation where he sold three or four of the youngsters kind of that the club was kind of pinning their hopes on. Yeah. You've three or four players that are brought in for what Arteta wants to do. And your tent, so like again, you're just kind of a continuous cycle. But on the other hand, you could say, right, that means you need to give him time, and we can't continue to sack managers. But yeah, of course, yeah, we can't continue on with what's going on. Like it's just like it's a cat too, and I don't trust the board to make the right decisions either. Do you trust the board to say, right, we're going to make the right decision here, or this is it for you, Arteta, and we'll. Who are they going to bring in? Like it's 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 again it's it's just I think no one in the fan base has any trust for anyone in the club to make the right decision. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Um, yeah, that's kind of something that I was asked earlier as well. Um, look, I guess just to stress the point, I'm I'm concerned. You know, seeing a few things that have got me thinking, uh, got me got me worried. Uh, let's let's be honest but i'm not i'm not calling for him to you know be removed from the job um and even if we lose against villarreal and we get knocked out you know i i'm still look i'm still very much of the mindset of i've accepted he is going to be there next season regardless so i don't think whether i wanted him in or out i don't think there's any point in me i'm only going to stress myself out you know if i decide i'm arteta he's going to be there regardless so if he's going to be there, I'm, I'm going to get behind him as best I can. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, last night kind of highlighted a few things for me that maybe had we a more experienced coach, he would have approached that very, very differently. Um, and I know, like I said, you can make all the excuses for him. He's had a hard time, you know, COVID and... You know, it's been stop start, and you know, it, there's there's a hundred different excuses you could make for him um, as to why this is like the the toughest um, probably start to managerial life a, a guy could possibly have. But at the same time, I think I reached the point where I sort of said, you know what? Yeah, I, I feel for him. He's had all sorts, but how long do you do you sympathise with a guy, and how long do you sit back and say, well, look, you're not doing a great job, but in fairness you've had a tough like 
you do have to get to a point, I think, where you, you have to be ruthless and you say, look, yeah, in fairness, you, you've had a hard time, but look, it still hasn't worked out and we've got to explore something else because at the end of the day, the, the club is is on the, the downward spiral now and, and we are going to suffer. And if we sit around and be nice and we make allowances for you and we make excuses and we allow you more time, it's potentially just going to keep getting out of hand and potentially going to keep getting worse. Um, he's he's quite unlucky, Arteta, in a lot of senses. But yeah, I, I'm starting to I'm starting to see a lot of things in a different light now, and I'm sort of sort of saying to myself, he's contributing a lot on the pitch to maybe a lot of his uh, his own luck. So yeah. Um, Oh, so I think I mean, they're, they're, like when you look at it as well, he's so stubborn as well. That's his worst trait, and that's what's going to be his downfall ultimately. But what I would say is, you see, the 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 real winner from last night is Stan Kroenke, because wait, wait, how many Kroenke outs and, and the protests um, posts have you seen today? So Stan yeah. Kroenke sitting back, it's kind of the heat is all on Arteta out now, and Kroenke's kind of taking the back seat. He's probably yeah. loving this in 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 a weird way. Going, the heat is on well, me. You know now. what? Actually, you know, in terms of the protest um, that was planned, I'd seen people saying, you know, we shouldn't be protesting uh, for the home fixture because it'll distract the team and you know it'll take away and it's the biggest fixture. I can see it now being the excuse for people to say, now we definitely, definitely can't. Like, whatever about had we come out at 3-0 up and you could go, right, well, you know, maybe we can afford to to do something. But now people are going to go, well, we got the away goal and we have an opportunity to get through. And and the protest, I cannot see the protest going ahead. Um, no. And yeah, and like you said... If it doesn't go ahead, then it's not going to go ahead going forward, yeah, I don't think. It, I think just, it, it lets Kroenke off the hook again. Yeah, yeah, if you break it once, I don't. Unfortunately, look, it isn't going to go ahead again. And the other yeah. side of it, Ant, is as well as with the Daniel Ek, um, yeah. the Daniel Ek situation is if there's going to be talks and he puts in the bid for the club and there's talks of selling the club and everything like that. I don't know that I mentioned this uh, with you the the last time I was on I was on or whatever, but. Frankie's not going to spend money in 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 the summer if he's selling if he's selling it. It's like you selling a car. Yeah. If you know if you know you're going to sell the car, you're not going to put money into it to make it no, better. No, you're not. You're, you're not going to buy brand new tires to no, sell it. Like you're you know. not. So yeah. then we're in a situation where is we're going to have the bulk of this squad again next season. Yeah, the same manager is going to be there. Results. And he's buy us on loan for a third season. <laughs> basically we'll get him we'll get him on a free at this stage we'll keep loaning him so much but you're looking at a situation where is realistically our results going to change and then you're kind of in another season God. yeah yeah I guess in terms of um, like my opinion on, on Daniel Ek uh, um, I guess look uh, the opinion I have is kind of based around what I know I'll be told he's an Arsenal fan. He's he's got the money for the club. He's enlisted the help of Invincibles, which I, I still think is a bit of a PR move. Um, but I think we still got to be cautious because as much as we want Cronky out, you don't just want to. It, it, this almost, I guess, goes uh, for for Arteta as well. You may not be sold on the manager, but you don't just want to remove a guy to stick anybody in, you know, because it could easily end up being the same result 
Um, and that, that could be the same with the owner. Like this guy, like a new manager, like Arteta, he's going to come in in his press conference. He's going to tell you everything you want to know. He's going to tell you everything you want to hear. He's going to tell you, this is my plan. This is what I have. These are the non-negotiables. This is the process. And, you know, we're listening and we're, got, we're getting excited about it. And, and this ek guy is telling us, I've been an Arsenal fan for 30 years. You know, I watch all the games on my tablet. I, I do this, I do that. He's gonna tell us that. He's gonna he's gonna say everything he needs to say to get the fan base on board and build a bit of trust. Um so I'm I'm still yeah, I'm still a bit cautious. Um at the end of the day, fan or not, you know, you, you buy a club to make money. And I know you, you might say, well, he's a fan, he wants the success and that, but at the end of the day, he's there to he's there to continue making money. So Look, the grass isn't always greener. I'm still one million percent cranky out, but yeah, um, a bit, a bit of caution, maybe. You know, what what's new isn't always what's best. Um, I just see, do you know what we we uh, I guess we quickly quickly talk about the Newcastle game just kind of before we wrap it up. Um, yeah. Again, this is something we we spoke about uh, on Cannon Chatter. Um, you know, again. Are, are you are you finding it hard to kind of get psyched up for this game? You know, it's it's essentially a dead rubber. You know, uh, is is the interest kind of gone a little bit for you now with our league games? Or are you still uh, are you still buzzing to see us see us play Newcastle? <laughs> oh, I love. What's better than watching Arsenal and Newcastle in a dead rubber on a Sunday afternoon? You can't beat it. But I know it's meaningless, really. Just chance for players to stake their claim for Thursday night and look if someone puts in a good performance then maybe they have a chance at starting uh, Thursday night I'd like to see look I think hopefully he'll change the team up and start Matt Ryan in goals look maybe bring Bellerin and Cedric in and maybe a chance for Gabriel and David Luiz to play and get him back together because I think they should play um, Thursday night Gabriel and David Luiz and then Look, what's he going to do in midfield? And Lenny probably, and look, he'd probably play a party maybe. And then I'd like to see um, Martinelli left wing. I'd play Odegaard number 10 because he went off early and looks at role played the 90 minutes. So I'd like to see Martinelli left, Odegaard 10, Nelson Rice, and either Enketia and, or Balogun up front. Look, do something different. Give, Give Balogun minutes, um, give Nketiah minutes. Look, it's may, may, it, neither here nor there at this stage. So give these boys minutes to play. And I don't think if Aubameyang only came on for five minutes last night, he's probably not fit. So what's the point even playing him? Look, if you play him for a half an hour at the end, if you need to, if you're behind and you want to chase a goal or whatever, but just completely change the 11, I think, and... and just put all the eggs in the back in the basket for next Thursday night because look if someone plays well then it's it's a chance even if they're on the bench at least they have a bit of form coming off the bench on yeah. Thursday night if if you need to kind of stretch it that far and um, Martinelli might bag a goal what harm is it giving Nelson minutes I forgot even Willian he'll probably start Willian actually so I did the exact same I predicted team I yeah. I completely forgot Willian was even an Arsenal player. Which tells yeah, you all so you need to know about his William career, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. It's, 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 
like the killing thing is um, Nelson has kind of got sacrificed for William. Um, unfortunately, look, yeah. maybe Nelson is never going to be the player what we thought he was. He'd be in whatever look, but at least play him over William. But look, he's not really playing William anymore either. But look, yeah. give the kids a chance. I wouldn't be against uh, playing Bigelow's ease alongside El Nenny and. I've seen a lot of calls for Aziz, yeah. Even, well, look, now is the time to experiment. Yeah. Now is the time to experiment. You know, this this is why I'm I'm extra frustrated with, with how he lined up against Villarreal because now against Newcastle, the remaining league games, this is the time to to mess about with your formation and and yeah, look again. I know people can you can make an excuse and well, Bamiang's not fit and. You know, Balogun is still untested. Eddie Nketiah is—he's not doing it for us. You know, um, Martinelli, whatever. I don't know what the hell's going on, but surely it, it was a better option to to fire a few of them in there and and go with a striker than none at all. Like it's just, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, uh, strikers. Yeah. Like when you look at it, so yeah, it's just you play none of them. Oh. The only striker that was injured, it was Lacazette. Yeah, exactly. That's me. Look, it's not as though he didn't have options. He just chose oh, not to use them. You well, know, he, he said he in a... his press conference that oh, there's there's games where he's had three strikers on and we haven't scored. Like it's like, but it's you putting the team out there. Yeah. So like, why are you kind of hitting when if the fans were saying, oh, we needed to play a striker, hitting back at the fans, kind of saying, oh, well, I played three strikers as well. He picked the team last night and he makes the decision to play the three strikers. So, yeah, like I don't get that side of it. His interview actually was a little bit off-putting today as well. I didn't like some of the stuff he was saying, and I think a lot of yeah. people said the same as well. There's again, it would kind of continue to be a little bit stubborn and. Some of the stuff he was saying was kind of near. He was taking hits at things and stuff like that as well. Is that's not ever good to see? Yeah, I've I've kind of sensed that myself. Again, like I said, uh, maybe traits that I kind of overlooked a little bit uh, in the past. I guess I'm I'm looking at things slightly differently now because I'm I a slight shift in mindset. And again, like like I said, it's it's not a like oh I'm completely Arteta out getting out of the job now, but like I said, I'm kind of assessing things differently. And and when he's saying something now, I'm kind of analysing it a different way. And I, I basically, I guess I'm I'm kind of I'm looking at everything now, and I, yeah, I I am concerned. Put it that way, I am very very concerned about uh, where the future lies for Arteta. Uh, where the future lies for Arsenal under Arteta's management. Um, even if we pull it out of the bag and we we get through against Villarreal, even if we lift that you know Europa League trophy, don't get me wrong, I will be absolutely ecstatic. But I'm st- I, I've I've still seen enough recently, especially to to make me still concerned. Um, for the future, you know, under Arteta, uh, should there be a future. But, uh, yeah, I guess just before we wrap it up, uh, do you want to give me a prediction? I know we didn't really spend a lot of time on Newcastle, but to be honest, like, there's there's been a lot going on. There's There has been a lot to talk about. And, uh, look, I'm not overlooking this game at all. It's still a Premier League fixture, yeah. but it is difficult. Um, it's difficult because, as you said, it's a bit of a dead rubber. So it's hard to invest too much time in it. It'll, 
it'll be easier i guess to invest more time once the game is done and we're talking about what happened but definitely look uh villarreal is is the game 100 that's that's the game with the focus and the attention but uh do you want to give me a prediction for newcastle mm, yeah look as we said we didn't spin the whole doesn't you can't really go into it, I suppose tactically or how Newcastle are gonna set up and how we'll set up, you know, is we're going to be a changed team. They're not going down now, we're not kinda of going anywhere. It's just they're on the beach and we're kinda of going to be a second string eleven trying to find a bit of form and fitness, I suppose, before the game on Thursday. So no, there's not really much too much to go into. Look, we'll probably review it and analyze it. I suppose you can probably do more from that point, but hopefully we'll have a few of the youngsters out there and we might have good performances there to say, look, give them a chance on Thursday, whatever the perspective might be a little bit different. Um as far as prediction goes two one Arsenal, I'd say purely just to say Arsenal win. Um <laughs> we I don't see us keeping a clean sheet regardless really of who's playing in defence and look, yeah. we we've enough going forward to score a goal as well. And I think if we were to go a goal or so ahead as well, I don't think Newcastle are gonna are going to push us too hard to to kinda of equalise as well. It's gonna be one of those games. I think they are going to just I think we'll want to get over the ninety minutes. They'll just want to get past the ninety minutes and move yeah. on. I think yeah, it's just one of those. Yeah, definitely. A bit of a, a, a dead rubber in every sense. Um I predicted earlier when I was asked. Um, I actually said I'm predicting like maybe a one 0 win Newcastle. Um, I yeah, just, I think two uh, one either way maybe. Uh, yeah, I I just don't see us being up for it. I, I don't think no matter who plays. Um, like I said, I don't see enough hunger in this squad for the players, like the fringe players, when they get their opportunity. I don't see enough hunger for them to want to you know fight their way into the team like. Um, Martinelli aside, like I said, you know, Martinelli, you're all going to get an effort out of him. But there's there's enough guys in that in that team that when they're given a chance, I've not seen enough for them to to justify them getting their opportunity. So again, if he does go with a bit of a a sort of backup side, am I expecting them to be chomping at the bit to show the manager what they can do, put themselves into contention? The likes of uh, Willian, uh, Eddie and Ketia, guys like that. No, I, um, I'm not. I'm not 100% convinced. So, uh, and, and look, partially, I'm, I'm uh, predicting the Newcastle win because every single time I back Arsenal, we we don't, we don't, uh, we don't <laughs> get the result every time. I, I'm in any way confident, we don't show up. So. Look, uh, like I was saying, um, I was on Scott's channel the other night and I, I was saying I was putting out on Twitter there, I was almost trying to goad the players on by saying, you know, party should never shoot from distance again. Almost so he he would prove me wrong. And I, I'd say yeah. stuff online just so they, so they <laughs> prove me wrong. Because, you know, they subscribe to the channel, each and every one exactly, of them. Like, of course. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, hey, look, hopefully they prove me wrong and we win 4 or 5 nil or something like that. I like Gaslin's comment uh, there, the William Hattrick. Look, it's been, one, it's been one of those seasons. Like they, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me at this stage. Do you know what I would like as well and what I don't like about the loan rule is that you can't play against your parent team. I would have loved to seen Willock against John Willock. Us. Yeah, Wouldn't he would have definitely one? scored. Hundred percent. Yeah, that would have been a good one too. That would have been an interesting one as well. Now that yeah. would have gave me more interest than I would have, what I would have had. But look, at, 
we we, we all would have watched that game just to watch Joe Willock. Basically. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, as much as I would love to see a William Hattrick, I, I really don't want to see it because then that'll mean he'll 100% be playing against Villarreal. And we know he's not going to show up against Villarreal. Oh. <laughs> so uh, it's oh, probably God. for the best that uh, that, that doesn't happen. Um <laughs> But yeah, look, we we'll, uh, we will wrap it up there. Um, thankfully, there hasn't been any more uh, any wake up calls, so we we have. I've had, had a few run. hairy moments, but uh, other than that, yeah, I had uh, I had one there myself earlier. So uh, yeah, look, big uh, big shout out to everybody that was watching. We we actually we had some some good numbers for this time of night uh, a little bit earlier on, and uh, really really appreciate everyone checking it out, liking the video as always. And uh, yeah, look, thanks for all the comments in in the chat box. Um, but yeah, Dave. Uh, again, look as always. Cheers for cheers for being the wingman here, and sorry for keeping you up all hours. Ah <laughs> uh, no, look, I'm I'm glad to come on. I grind. I've I've the game last night out of my system now, so it's worthwhile, and we'll go on again. Look, I know we we'll, look we'll look forward to Thursday, and yeah, just get get Sunday out of the way. Look again, as we say, we'll probably review it anyway, just out of out of habit, out of habit. But other than that, um. No, look, it, it's all eyes on Thursday, I suppose, between now and next week as well. So, yeah, there'll be no work done. No, definitely not. Definitely not. So, uh, yeah, look, lads, we'll leave it there. Um, again, just before we go, if you haven't liked the video, please do. If you haven't subscribed, we massively, massively appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, look, feel free to, to follow the pair of us on, on Twitter and I don't know, you can send us some abuse, I don't know, nice messages, whatever. Actually, no abuse, no, no, no abuse, online abuse. No, We're no. against we that. that no abuse. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can uh, I don't know, you can you can send us some I don't know, pictures of William or something like that. That's that's <laughs> pretty abusive, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we leave it there. So cheers for watching as always. Take care, guys. Oh, and come on, you gunners.